Welcome, Welcome to, to Quick, Shots. Quick Shots. Quick Shots. Welcome to Quick Shots with James and Mitch. Uh, we did a quick rock off. Well, I couldn't remember who asked two questions and who asked one last week. Did a quick rock off and I lost. So rock you've got the new ball, every, Mitch. Rock always beats scissors. So um, in any event, <laughs> uh, Greg has written in a, a cracker. Um, he said, is it better to save extra funds via an offset account mm-hmm. or to pay directly um, into your home loan account, like reducing your mm. mortgage effectively? It's a good question. Mm. Uh, look, I think it depends what you're trying to achieve, Greg. The benefit of the offset is you've got the cash, um, so you can still use it if something were to come up. Um, whereas if you paid it directly off the home loan, you, you wouldn't be able to draw it back out. You'd have to go to the bank to get that money. So the flexibility is there with the offset. Um, paying it directly off the home loan, the benefit to doing that is is particularly if it's the home that you live in, is it it changes your borrowing capacity. So and 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 specifically if you pay off, you know, hundred thousand dollars say on your own home, your borrowing capacity would probably go up by two or three hundred thousand dollars, depending on your situation. The bank the bank will always lend you more for investment than they would for your own home because your own home is after tax dollars and doesn't have a rent coming in against it. So mm. The, the benefit is flexibility with the offset, um, borrowing capacity for paying it directly off the home, and you'll be in probably no different a position either way from a an interest point of view because you'll only be paying mm. the interest on the, the net amount anyway. So, Greg, flexibility or borrowing capacity and ultimately what your uh, goal is. Jeez, he's seen him like beach balls today. <laughs> <laughs> seen off the new ball very well, has he? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. You are giving me compliments because I think you're hoping that I give you a particular question rather than the other one. Um, but I'm not going to do that, bitch. I'm oh, gonna. Wow. I, I don't. I don't uh, shy away from the hard questions on this podcast. Nice. And I thought this one would would suit you perfectly. Victoria wants to know: Is it worth taking the risk when you are planning a family? Now you're getting married in yes. in May this year, and um, yeah, and I would imagine yeah, pretty soon after. There's discussions, put it this way, at your table yes. about about a family. Mm. Is it worth taking the risk when it comes to investing, or is it better to wait? Yeah, look, I think um, it's a great question, and and again, I need to caveat all of these types of answers with the fact that everyone's individual circumstances will be different. For me, the way I look at it is that if you wait, chances are your mar- the market is probably going to move, and you'll be in a position, say, you're waiting two or three years, where you're going to be buying the same thing further out, or you're going to be spending more to buy the same thing um, in the same spot. So I think what, I, what I'm trying to say is that um, waiting carries its own risk whereby you can never outsave the market and the longer you wait to invest, your chances are you're going to have to spend more to get the same thing than had you invested yesterday or today. Well, and, far, and when you go to one income too. And, and it, that was, yeah, exactly right. The next point is that, you know, if you do go to one income, um, banks will look at your uh, circumstances very differently. And also, if you have a dependent, again, that does reduce your ability to borrow money. So look, it's um, it's up to everyone. But for me, um, you know, I think that if you can manage it, you should still be trying to invest regardless of if you're plenty of family or not, provided you're comfortable to do so. And the only thing I would add is I've, I've got a one-year-old Victoria and um, I don't think our, I mean, my wife may beg to differ because I'm not you know, 100% sure on, on everything. But our household budget hasn't changed that much. The money that we now spend on baby was just the money that we were spending on fun. 
So um, <laughs> that's the wow. That's the uh, oh, he's, uh, that's some the, serious the other implications there yeah, about having, yeah. a, having a yeah, baby. Well, you know, yeah. So yeah. no baby means no fun. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. No, look, I've um, I'm probably going to sell my golf clubs when we have a kid. <laughs> Anyway, uh, last one for you, James. Yeah. Kerry, this is a good one. What are the top three areas for investment in the next 12 months in, in your view? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a good one. Uh, I think you can't go past southeast Queensland, you know, any, anywhere really from Sunshine Coast down to Gold Coast and then then out to Ipswich, that sort of triangle. Um you know, particularly in that middle outer area where a lot of the money's being spent on on infrastructure. Got the Olympic Games, median house price is 60% of the Sydney median house price, which typically gets up to sort of 80%. Um, so I, li- I like that. Um, uh, Perth, starting to become, you, you've really sort of won me over on, on Perth. Mm. Uh, sits at about 50% of the median house price in Sydney, which mm. it just shouldn't. Like you shouldn't, you know, you, you, you get paid similar in Perth. Perth's got a high disposable income. So um, I, I like Perth um, from, from its timing point of view as well. The north and the south, um, again, you know, where the infrastructure is, is being spent. Um, and then the Adelaide, I'm still, I'm still a sucker for the north of Adelaide. That's the most recent place that I uh, bought an investment property because, um, again, it's affordable, lowest vacancy rates in Australia and highest rental yields. So I just think it um, ticks, ticks the boxes there. So they'd be, they'd be my three, yeah. Kerry. Yep, they're, 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 they're great. three great options in, in my view as well. All right, well, uh, guys, thank you. <laughs> if, you've, uh, if you've got any questions, please send them through. We love to hear from you. Our social media handles are on uh, on the notes, our emails as well. We hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you next week. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Double Shot with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. If you've got a burning question or something we absolutely need to talk about on the pod, please write to us. Both of our emails are in the show notes. For little real estate tidbits and a little bit of banter, okay, a lot of banter, you can follow us on the gram. Our handle is the doubleshot.podcast. That, my friends, is the doubleshot.podcast. Until next time, think of us when you sit back and sip your next double shot.